Welcome to Five Questions with Ed. Actually, it's five-ish questions because I usually, during the course of these interviews, I have another thing to ask. So welcome to Five-ish Questions with Ed, where we explore utility-related issues that may impact our community. This episode, we sit down with Chuck Height, a GRU project engineer for 31 years, an expert in power plant engineering and construction. Chuck is going to talk to us about a very popular topic these days, solar energy. Welcome, Chuck. Thanks for having me today, Ed. The first question. FP&L and other utilities are building all types of solar uh, around us. What's GRU's position on this? Uh, what is our goal? What are we trying to get to? Uh, give me a little flavor about what's happening with GRU. Well, uh, good question, Ed. GRU's been doing solar for quite a number of years. In fact, we were doing solar way before it was the cool thing to do. And you know, some examples of that are the current uh, feed-in tariff program that we have. And uh, we also have a net metering program. And we've right now got about 28 megawatts of uh, solar power coming into our system. What's that mean, Chuck? What's our average um, you know, daily usage? I mean, what, what percentage of that is our? It's a small percentage, but has the opportunity to grow as people you know, add solar to their houses and uh, as the price of solar comes down in our community. Uh, it's interesting you say it's a small percentage. Is it true that even with that small percentage, it's more than what FPNL now has within right as a percentage it's i believe greater than what fpnl has fpnl is a much larger utility and i believe we have a higher percentage in our system of solar i, th- I thought i thought we did and we also have the biomass plant so that adds additional renewable resource to uh, gru so we're what, what percentage are we at ed i think i think on some days we're hitting 40 percent um so you, you mentioned about the rooftop solar uh, can you tell us the difference between rooftop solar and this concept of commercial solar right right now we have um you know, rooftop solar is just what it sounds like. It's solar panels that are generally attached to the roof of a, of a building. And uh, you see that on the top of some of the houses across Gainesville as you drive around. And uh, less seen is uh, some of the businesses that have installed solar panels on top of the roofs of their buildings. And that feeds into our system. And like I said, it totals about 28 megawatts of uh, capacity right now. The other type is grid-connected solar, which is generally ground-installed and that's controlled by the utility. And um, because of the mammoth scale that we're, um, it's constructed at, um, we're able to construct it at a much lower price and um, have great exercise greater control of it because that affects how the overall grid functions. That's an interesting way to put it. Um, the other thing is uh, you've just told us uh, that GRU is working on offering more solar to the community. Why is it so difficult to, and this is a bigger question, why is it so difficult to replace the fossil fuels? Well, the, the biggest challenge we face is the same challenge that we that all utilities are facing right now, which is uh, that the solar isn't necessarily there when you want it. Um, and the other issue is that uh, you've got a factor known as intermittency. In the case of uh, the timing, uh, our customers have this unfortunate habit where they like to use their lights and their air conditioning and watch TV and cook their meals after dark. And so we have to have other resources to back it up. Those would be fossil fuel resources because batteries are very expensive at this point in time. The other issue is every time a cloud passes over, um, the output of a solar field drops very quickly and our other generation resources have to 
uh, ramp up in capacity to match that and balance out the system to keep the lights running in Gainesville. And at the same time, we also have to operate the system in a less efficient way than we could otherwise operate it to plan around those periods of intermittency. How hard is that, Chuck? I mean, when you say the clouds go over and, you know, to the, um, you know, the, the casual observer, it would seem that we have so much load that you'd barely, you'd barely see the, the reduction in, in those um, megawatts. Is that the case? Or? The solar can drop very, very quickly down to as much as uh, maybe 20 or 30 percent of its uh, capacity in the matter of just a few moments. And when that happens, again, it stresses the rest of our electric grid so that we have to pick up that load and um, other units um, have to mechanically respond to that and it causes increased wear and tear. Um, that's one of the reasons why we're looking at other technologies to bring into our fleet, you know, reciprocating engines and other technologies uh, to complement solar and to be a great enabler of more solar coming into our system. You're saying we to get solar, we'd have to get changes to our own technology. In other words, we've we've known for years that GRU has overcapacity in its system with it, its fleet of generating assets, so they don't work well with the solar that we would implement. We have to do more. Um, that's correct. Um, the, the facilities that we have right now tend to be large baseload units that are steam-powered, and they take a long time to start up. Uh, there's quite a bit of energy that gets invested in starting them up, and they don't respond very flexibly to dynamic changes in uh, the supply of power from solar. So uh, we're looking at other types of uh, generation. Uh, reciprocating engines. We already installed one at uh, one of our uh, power plants, and we're looking at installing more because we believe it would add a, a lot of flexibility to the system and bring down cost to the customer as well. Well, that's always good. Uh, some folks out there probably don't know what a reciprocating engine is. Is that uh, is that runoff gasoline? Is that runoff coal? Is that runoff gas? What, what's that runoff? It's basically a giant um, diesel engine, only it burns natural gas. They're very clean, they're very responsive, and they're relatively economical. I don't think you mentioned um, battery storage there, and that's probably for a reason, but you know, talk about the importance of battery storage and, and how far you think battery technology has come uh, for solar to be reliable and affordable. Right now we're looking at bringing another 40 to 50 megawatts of solar in, and that would have some battery storage in it. But the storage really in this case is not for the purposes of storing power uh, as a long-term uh, issue. It's more to smooth out the short-term intermittencies and allow the rest of our equipment and our fleet improve its ability uh, to so it's not uh, match from, it. It's not from uh, dusk to dawn, it's from dawn to dusk. Right. During the period of time the sun's up and you don't have a cloud cover. That's correct. Uh, because uh, So the batteries are good enough to solve that issue, but not so much to, to what do they call it, discharging through the night? That's right. Um, batteries are still very expensive and, um, you know, most people have a cell phone or two in their pocket and if you look at cell phones, the typical battery lifespan is about 44 years in a, in a cell phone and 
you know, the, it's still to be determined how long the batteries will last, and that's a big factor. The chemistry uh, that and the cost right now is pretty high. So we really don't want to make the major investment in buying battery storage at this point and, you know, essentially buy high and sell low. Oh, I mean, that's been my investment strategy for years. That's, that's not the way we go about it, huh? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I wish I had known that. Um, I've said uh, GRU serves as the battery for our solar customers. I didn't make that up. I've heard it from you guys over in Energy Supply. Uh, can you explain what you mean by that? Right. In the case of uh, a net metering customer that has a solar panel on their system, the way it works is um, during the day, they overproduce solar energy, and the excess power comes into our grid. It displaces uh, generation that we would otherwise have uh, with our own facilities, and um, so solar comes in during the day. But at night, the meter turns around, and um, the customer starts drawing power from GRU, and it nets out. So at the end of the month or at the end of the year, they could end up paying a very small amount or they could pay um, nothing at the end of the year other than the customer charge. And the net effect is that GRU has acted as their battery, uh, their battery storage system. So what ends up happening at the end of the month is the, f the folks that have a solar panel are kind of free riding on the capacity that we've purchased as a community. And um, the people that are unable to afford to put their own solar systems in are subsidizing the folks that have put in solar systems. That, that's a great point. Uh, we, we don't talk much about uh, the subsidy element of solar, but you're exactly right. When people that have solar uh, that are effectively during the day using less of our product, um, take that off the grid, it's, it, everyone else that can't afford solar will be required uh, to make up that reduction at selling point. And we understand that we have a lot of customers that are challenged in paying their bills, and you know it, it, it's unfortunate that it hits them the worst. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that's, well, I'm glad you made that point. Uh, you know, you, you've been really a good guest. Uh, interesting. So, so what you've told me today is that uh, GRU's been a leader in solar. We've done it with the solar feed-in tariff, and we have a lot of net metering customers. We're trying to introduce uh, uh, commercial solar, um, which will be almost three times as much as what we've introduced uh, behind the meter. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're going to continue our march toward the 100% uh, renewable by 2045 mm -hmm. um, with the biomass plant as well as you know the solar panels both behind and off the grid. That, that's a huge statement for a utility um, that isn't large by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, we're one of the smaller utilities out there, but in a lot of ways, we're leading the industry in solar power, usage, and other forms of renewable. Well, thanks for your work in doing that, Chuck. Thank you.